everyone. Thank you for tuning in. This is going to be kind of a different type of episode. There's going to be two parts to this. The first part is going to be my explanation of all the time travel stuff in Loki, because in my original review, I had it wrong. It's going to be my explanation, how it fits in with Avengers Endgame. And it's going to be me explaining what I understand some of the plot holes in Avengers Endgame and Loki, how those can be fixed in a way. Part two will be my review of Loki with Chris, and he'll join me and we'll talk about that for a bit. And I have some more theories, some stuff about Kang, of course, that Peggy Carter cameo thing. And we'll talk more about that type of stuff. So part one will be me. Part two will be me and Chris in the if you're watching on YouTube or in the on the description of the any podcast player, the time codes will be in the bottom. So if you want to skip part one or or skip part two, feel free to do that. So a quick disclaimer before I get into the time travel stuff. This is all just my understanding of what's going on. It's very confusing. Thinking about this too hard is super confusing. So I could be wrong. At this point, I don't think I am, but my ideas may be changed with each new Loki episode. I know there's going to be, since there's five more episodes, there's plenty more they can explain about time travel. So if anything changes my opinions or updates my theories or discredits my theories, I'll be sure to talk about that in my next review. So I'll be discussing all the branches left by Avengers Endgame. So if you remember Endgame, the branches that I'm considering are Steve and Peggy living in another timeline, the 2014 branch, which has no Thanos because Thanos from 2014 used time travel to the present to fight the Avengers, and then they killed him. So there's two main branches. Those two are the two main ones. And then there's the Loki branch, which got deleted by the TVA. That's what I'm going to be discussing. There's minor changes that the Avengers did in the past, which could be big enough to create their own branch. But they're much smaller, so we're going to assume they didn't. So, the first question is, how does the TVA work, and who dictates the future? So, I see two options for this, and we're waiting for further confirmation on which one is correct. Three options, actually. Upcoming Loki episodes may validate one option as true and prove the other ones wrong. I'll tell you the three options and the one I believe is true. So, option one is that the timekeepers write the future they know they choose what's going to happen and the tva enforces the sacred timeline that the timekeepers write the timekeepers set each character's path they set the entire future and the tva just enforces the timekeepers desired future i don't like this option because it removes free will from the characters because it's basically saying everything the characters do they do it because the timekeepers wrote it that that's what they're going to do I don't like that because it removes free will, and that's not the option I believe is true. Option two is not that the timekeepers are actually writing the future. It's that the TVA can just see all time, and they see all time happening at once. So when they see, they can see like Loki being born, Loki dying, Loki picking up the Tesseract. They see everything at one time. So they see Loki's whole path, and if at one point they see Loki going off that path, they'll correct it so that he always goes on that same path. So basically, they see all time and make sure it all lines up and it's all the same. Like if they see something happening in the future, like let's just say they're looking at the entire timeline. They can see everything I do happen at once. If they see me in the future, pick a red shirt. And then they see at another point in the timeline, me 
pick a blue shirt, they're going to correct it and probably delete me and reset it. So I always pick that red shirt. If that makes sense, it's confusing, but I think this is the option I believe is true. It also removes a little bit of free will from the characters, but not nearly as much. And this is the option I hope is true. The one I like to be true. Now, when I talk with Chris, we're going to talk about whether or not the TVA is going to be destroyed because they're enforcing this thing that kind of removes an element of free will. Um, and that's inherently evil. So we're going to talk about that. But option three is that the TVA is lying. This whole thing is propaganda. That animated sequence was a lie. Um, and there's some other truth going on that isn't what the TVA told us in that animated sequence. This is also a possibility, but not the one I believe is true. I definitely think option two is what the time travel rules are. There's three options. We'll see which one is confirmed in upcoming episodes. But right now, I'm, I am assuming that it's option two. The next question could be, how do you fix the Steve slash Peggy plot hole? So if you don't remember, Steve and Peggy went back in time and no. So Steve went back in time to Peggy to live the rest of his life with her. Now, the confusing thing about this is the screenwriters of Avengers Endgame and the directors are quoted saying two separate things. The screenwriters, I believe, say that Steve and Peggy lived in the same timeline. So there were always two Steves in the main MCU timeline. The directors, though, say that Steve went back and lived in an alternate timeline with Peggy and then just jumped back to the main timeline as an old man to give Sam the shield. We don't know which of those are true. So before we get into that, I'm going to give you the two options I have for how the sacred timeline works. Option one, which I call the electrical wire theory, is that the sacred timeline is like an electrical wire. It's one wire, but when you open it up, there's like many small wires inside, if that makes sense. You know you have a wire, but then if you cut it open, it really is a bunch of little small wires intertwined. So I consider if this theory is true, the sacred timeline is like that, but on the it's one timeline, but there's approved branches and a few parallel universes that don't pose any threat of causing a multiversal war. The TVA allows these branches to exist because they don't pose any threat. I consider this equally as likely as option two. Option two is that there is only one timeline. There's no branches allowed at all. The TVA deletes any and all branches, including the ones caused by Endgame, and I consider this as equally likely as option one. So if Steve and Peggy lived together in a branch timeline, it would be the electrical wire theory and the TVA allowed this branch to exist because it doesn't pose any threat of causing multiversal war. Or the TVA just destroyed the branch timeline and killed Steve and Peggy, which did not happen. Or if Steve and Peggy lived in the same timeline, there were always two Steves. So Steve was always supposed to go in the past and live with Peggy, and he always does. And he just laid low in the past and didn't make any changes, knowing that that would cause a branch. And this was all meant to happen in the sacred timeline. Steve was meant to go back and live with Peggy. So I consider those equally as likely. So this kind of solves the plot hole. It's either Cap and Peggy lived in the main MCU timeline, and it was always meant to happen. Cap just laid low and didn't make any branches. And it was meant to happen, so it didn't cause any branches. Or they lived in the branch timeline under the electrical wire theory that is kind of allowed to exist. So those are the two options I see. Now, there's also the 2014 Thanos plot hole. So if you Thanos came from 2014 to the future and then died. So now there's this branch where there's no Thanos, no Nebula, no Gamora. I think it's the same thing as Steve and Peggy. Either this branch 
is allowed to exist due to the electrical wire theory because it's parallel and it doesn't it doesn't pose any threat or the TVA just deleted the branch because there can only be one timeline. So they just deleted that branch. Either way, that makes sense. And that kind of solves that. So now there's the 1970s Cap and Tony plot hole. This is the one, no matter how hard I try, I can't solve it and it doesn't make sense. This is something I'm hoping gets solved in the show. But basically the plot hole is the Avengers went back to 2012 to get the Tesseract, which was meant to happen. But then Loki stole the Tesseract and that was not meant to happen. So then the Avengers needed the Tesseract. So they went back even further to 1970 to steal the Tesseract. If Loki was not supposed to steal it in 2012, then the Avengers were supposed to get it in 2012 and the Avengers were not supposed to go to 1970 to get to Tesseract. So wouldn't that cause some sort of branch and the TVA would have to delete that or something? And this I can't figure out. If Cap and Tony were meant to go to 1970 and steal the Tesseract, and then if they return the Tesseract, would that solve it? I don't know. It's just so confusing to think about. So if anybody knows the answer to this, I just can't wrap my head around it. Please let me know in the comments. I'm hoping this gets solved. I guess what it is is they stole the Tesseract and then Cap returned it a moment later. But that still doesn't solve the plot hole of there's still a branch where they went to 1970. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. So if someone could please solve that for me, that would be great. So thank you for listening. Uh, things will definitely be changing in the upcoming Loki episodes. So I'll explain any changes, if this changes any of these theories, whatever, in the reviews. So now here's my review of episode one with Chris. Plus a lot of speculation and theories about who the variant Loki is. Is Peggy Carter that extra in the background? And could Kang the Conqueror be one of the timekeepers? You just heard me explaining a lot of the time travel stuff. This is part two, kind of the review of the episode with Chris. Uh, we're going to start out because we have a question in the form from Star Wars Galactic, another YouTuber. He asked, out of all the Marvel films coming in 2021 to 2023, which are you most excited for and why? So here's the here are the ones I can think of off the top of my head. So that's Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Spider-Man No Way Home, Venom 2, um, uh, Captain Marvel 2, Ant-Man 3, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Thor 4, um, Blade, Fantastic Four. Um, there's a lot more I'm forgetting, but there's a ton. So, Chris, of all these, of all the Marvel films coming, what do you think you're most looking forward to? I'm most looking forward to Spider-Man, um, No Way Home. Spider-Man's my favorite superhero. And I think that it's going to be, with all of like the, the buildup and excitement around it lately, I think it's going to be like really cool for the audience to see like this whole multiverse. Um, I'm curious to see like what that's going to look like and how they're going to do it. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man is just like a fun character because he like jokes around a lot and you know we get to see we get to see the other characters that have been in the previous ones with Tom Holland so I think it'll be a fun movie. Yeah, I agree. So I would have said last week if you had asked me last week I would have said Eternals because of the director, but now after seeing Loki and seeing all the timeline stuff, I think it's got to be Doctor Strange 2, which is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness because it's going to be more multiverse stuff. I like the character of Doctor Strange. I want to see where they go with Wanda and just how they're going to deal with all this multiverse stuff. 
Um, so I'm really, that's my most anticipated and then Eternals as my second. So before we get into Loki again, I wanted to tell you about, there was some news. This is rumored that someone was cast as Namor and in Marvel comics, Namor is basically Aquaman. Same thing. He comes from Atlantis. He's the son of like an Atlantean and a human, I think. But the difference is that Namor, instead of being just a hero, is actually, a, he's either an anti-hero, so he's like a, a Venom type figure, or he's a villain, but he's always a jerk. He's never really a pure good guy. He's either a good guy, but kind of a jerk and does some bad things, or just a pure villain. And the difference is also that um, Aquaman was actually a ripoff of, of Namor, and Namor was actually made first, but Aquaman just became much more popular. But um, the theory is that Namor is going to be in Black Panther 2, and it's going to be Wakanda versus Atlantis. So I was wondering what you would think of seeing a kind of Aquaman type figure and what you think of that. So I've seen, I've seen the Aquaman movie. Um, it's funny how you mentioned that this came out first because I think the a lot of people, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause I think a lot of people in general are probably going to be like, Oh, it's a, it's a copy of Aquaman. That's exactly- I, I've, seen, I've seen Aquaman, but I haven't seen this guy yet. Yeah. Um, I personally have not heard of this yet. Um, Wakanda versus Atlantis. That's going to be very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Both both societies are crazy on technology, and I think that's just going to be a crazy movie. I don't even know what that's going to look like, but it sounds it sounds exciting. Yeah, and I still am wondering what are they going to do with Black Panther? Like, who's going to be the new Black Panther? How are they going to explain that? What happened with T'Challa now that Chadwick died? So that's just Black Panther 2 is really intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. I also don't I don't know how how they're gonna be able to film that. Cause I think I think they filmed part of it with Chadwick Boseman. Am I right? But they didn't finish, right? I don't I don't think they've ever started. They were going oh, to start. Really? I think I think Chadwick was training to start filming, to bulking up to start filming, but then then he died right before, and then they rewrote part of it apparently. And then they're going to start filming in a month, I think. I'm pretty sure next month. Hmm. So I'm really curious to see how they handle that. Um, yeah. So now getting into Loki, like what were your overall thoughts on episode one? It kind of had, it was similar to the first WandaVision in the way that it leaves you with a lot of questions and theories. Mm-hmm. However, WandaVision believe it or not for me the first one was more easy to follow i feel yeah. like because this overall it's very confusing yeah and the main the main character himself is also confused mm-hmm. um i think when the show progresses it will start to make more sense but right now it's just leaving the episode overall was a lot of dialogue and talking there was little to no like action scenes so that's very different from like how falcon and winter soldier started for example mm-hmm. so i think it definitely has like a different a different sort of feel to it but in the end it should all tie in and make sense yeah i loved it i definitely think i'm hoping that because this episode was very much just let's explain everything now so that hopefully in the future there can be more action sequences without us being con- as confused although it is still really confusing I think this was good for character development and Loki seeing his whole future and then him coming to realize like this place is legit. This isn't some trick. This is real. 
Um, I just thought that was really cool. I thought it was well acted. I thought it just looked cool. The design and the concept of it, of an organization that, that controls, like monitors time. I just think the con- it's just such a creative idea. Well, one of the questions I have though, so obviously they're indoors, mm-hmm. but where are they? You know, like, are they in space? Are they in some like other realm? Like, yeah. Where are they? We don't know for sure. There's a theory about that we can talk about later, but right now I'm just guessing they're just in some place outside of time where time doesn't pass, but I don't know. It's just a weird concept to think about. But right now I'm just thinking it as like, they're in this place where they can just view all time and time doesn't pass there because they're not really humans there. They said they were created by these timekeepers to monitor the timeline, which is really interesting. And I like how, how Mobius, the, um, the new character was kind of, a lot of this was about breaking Loki down. He was very much picking at Loki. He kept, he kept asking him questions and nagging at him and saying, even just with little lines, breaking him down to get to the core of who Loki is to the point where Loki admits like all this mischief, all this evil is just a front to behind the facade. I like, he's really just a broken person. And I just love how complex of a character Loki is because he's not really evil or he's not good. So what do you think about that? Like Loki being such a complex character. Yeah, he's definitely confusing. He switches sides a lot. I think many people would perceive him as selfish Mm -hmm. because he seems to just do like what's best for him at the moment, obviously. But I think once this show continues, we'll get to see maybe some of his past or like what what he actually thinks because Loki is always like a side character. Mm-hmm. sometimes he's Thor's sidekick sometimes he's Thor's enemy but we haven't actually gotten to see like his his character overall yet so yeah, I think that point. it's going to be it'll be interesting to see like what we think of him after the show opposed to before that's a really good point he's always been used as a character kind of to further everyone around him's development like he was used to assemble the Avengers he killed Phil Coulson which assembled the Avengers he was used to further Thor's story and everyone around him, but he never really got a story focused on him. So really the show being about who is Loki really underneath all of the, all of the act, who is he really? And then of course, with the kind of reveal at the end of the episode with them saying the variant we're hunting is you, that could be something really interesting. So what do you think? Like we can get into some more speculation or more, more stuff like what do you what did you think of that cliffhanger what do you think do you have any ideas what could happen next they did leave us with an interesting theme it was like a dark field and then a person in like a hood in a hooded cloak set the field on fire and burned were those like the the timekeepers yeah they were they were going to the past to investigate something yeah yeah, and then yeah. there was someone there who just killed them and stole their like reset device. Yeah, so obviously we want to know who that was and what they're going to do with time and also when, right. when it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's really interesting. So my theory right now is in the comics, Loki, kid, there's other versions of Loki, which are there's like a female Loki, there's an old man Loki, there's a kid Loki. Um, so I, my theory is that that variant at the end is going to be Lady Loki, 
and the villain of the show is going to be like a female version of Loki because if they said they already said the person we're hunting is you so why in the end would they cover their face like we already know it's Loki unless it's like a different version like a lady Loki I when they said that I thought that it was going to be like Loki in the future like committing another crime and doing something Mm -hmm. but I I don't know I've I've never heard of um, like the different types of Lokis before that you brought up. So maybe that could be another possibility. Yeah, that's really interesting too. If Loki's battling himself in the future and then the show kind of comes around to the point where we're seeing himself in the future battling the Loki we're seeing now or something, there's some really interesting things that can be done. Yeah, it it's interesting, but that would also be like super confusing though. Yeah, yeah especially with the rules they set up, it's definitely confusing. Yeah, because Marvel's time traveling rules are like different from like Back to the Future, for example. Right, so right. I think that would just be so hard to follow. Yeah. Another thing that somebody noticed was in a scene, Loki, when Loki, I believe when he first enters the TVA, in the background, somebody else comes out of a portal and walks by. And if you pause it at that moment, this could be a complete coincidence. This could be nothing. But it looks very suspiciously like Peggy Carter in the background being apprehended by the TVA. So people are wondering, could this have something to do with Captain America going back in time and living with Peggy? Could the TVA could have maybe gotten involved with that or something? So I think that's a possibility. I don't think we're going to see Peggy in the show, but I don't know. It's just a very interesting little Easter egg in the background. What do you think of that? That's a very... um... Yeah, it's a complex idea that I w- would not have thought about. Like, I didn't even notice that when yeah, I watched I was, it. I didn't notice it either until I just saw it on the internet. And then I went back and I noticed and I was like, oh, yeah, it does kind of look like her in the background. Although that, I don't know if that really makes sense, though, because wouldn't it be Captain America breaking yeah. the time rules? Because he's the one who went back, not her. Yeah, so right now I think it's just a coincidence or maybe something just mistakenly, but if in the future, that's a possibility, although I think it's unlikely that they kind of explore that. Another theory I have is that we know that a big character in Marvel Comics, a big, huge villain, kind of like a Thanos-level villain, is his name is Kang the Conqueror, and his whole thing is time travel. He can travel through time, and we already know he's going to be an Ant-Man 3. And the theory is that Kang the Conqueror could be one of the timekeepers because one of the timekeepers looked very much like him. So I think it's a very good possibility that the show introduces Kang and then he's in Ant-Man 3 and then he becomes a huge Thanos-like villain. But I don't know. Do you know, do you think they could introduce a giant villain in this show? It's really hard to tell, but would you like that idea? Maybe. I don't know. Like, so the way I see it here is he's going to be kind of like a new Thanos, but a little more powerful he can move through time mm-hmm. he's um, a very complex character so they're gonna have to simplify him for the movies yeah honestly i don't know i feel like yeah. at the point that mcu is at there's no defined like bad like universal bad guy mm-hmm. um we'll probably see some more bad guys in uh in spider-man 3 we'll yeah. see some more Thor 4 has to have somebody new. Mm-hmm. Um, remember, Loki... Well, actually, I don't know. I, I assume Loki's going to be dead for that. Yeah, we'll see. He, he already kind of died with Thanos there. Mm-hmm. 
So they're going to have to introduce some new bad guys for the individual movies. I don't know. I don't know if I want them to introduce like another Thanos for everybody. I don't know. It just, I think it's interesting because if they're going to introduce Kang, which we know they are eventually, this would be the show to do it because he's the time travel guy. But how would they do that is really interesting. Because another thing is in this episode, the judge who was like, how do you plead to Loki in the comics? She's a love interest of Kang's. So that could be something, but I'm still split. I don't know if Kang's going to be in the show, but I think in the future, they could explain him somehow involving this organization. So another thing is that the TVA, I wanted to ask you, because the TVA, in a way, they're removing an element of free will of a lot of the characters, because if the characters do something wrong, the TVA will kill them and delete their timeline. So because they're removing an element of free will it's and deleting whole timelines like genocidal, it kind of makes them, in a way, doing bad things. Do you think this show ends with the TVA being destroyed? Because that's a theory I'm thinking. A lot of people are thinking the TVA will be destroyed, which will unleash the multiverse, which will cause Spider-Man 3 and Doctor Strange 2. That honestly makes more sense yeah. than some of the other theories. Um, yeah, there's something mysterious about the, about the TVA. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I, I get it. I feel like the people working the TVA don't seem necessarily evil, mm-hmm. but I think the people on top. Yeah. Are, yeah. There's I, something I going on. I feel like they're going to get introduced and Loki's going to have to do something. Although they seem extremely powerful. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of powerful, like you've got that scene where, the reveal that they just literally have infinity stones sitting around there, that level of power. what do you think of that scene? Yeah, that's, that's weird. I don't know. I don't know if that's like actually something important mm-hmm. or if that was just like a funny thing that they just, just decided to add. Yeah. Infinity stones. Cause at that given moment, wouldn't the infinity stones be like used in that whole like end game battle? In so moment, unless they're like different or something the way i see it so the prime like the main mcu timeline the infinity stones everything happens the way it happens in the movies but i think whenever there's a variant with an infinity stone they'll delete the variant timeline erase the variant and just keep the infinity stone because there will always be like what happens the infinity stones are still normal in the main timeline and yeah. the tva just has kind of the extras if okay. that makes sense what i liked about that scene was we spent 23 movies thinking that the infinity stones were like the ultimate power in the universe. And this just caused everyone to really shift their perspective and realize there's, this was nothing. There's way greater powers out there in the universe. And it's just, it's played as a comedy scene, but it just, that shift in perspective is something I really like showing that the infinity stones are not the end all be all. And then the other scene I wanted to ask you about, this wasn't important to the story, but it was just kind of a fun scene where they showed Loki as D.B. Cooper on the plane, um, the little scene where he stole the money and jumped off the plane. What did you think of that? Honestly, that was just kind of funny, I feel like. Yeah, um, Yeah, so it was just a fun scene. He was... Okay, so he was on the plane, and who was the flight attendant? Uh, like, just some, just some, like, normal just person. Just some random... Okay. Yeah, yes. I guess it, it just demonstrates his power like a little bit. 
Didn't mm-hmm. he say he like lost a bet with Thor or something? And yeah. yeah. What I liked okay. about that scene, it was clever because that's a real life mystery where in real life, someone named D.B. Cooper went on a plane, I believe over San Francisco or something. It was somewhere over California. And they got $20,000 in ransom and disappeared. And nobody has any idea what happened to them. And I think every two years, like the History Channel does a documentary on who is this D.B. Cooper? Why have they never been found? Where did they go? This like was a real person. And I just thought it was clever that the Marvel is saying in the Marvel Universe, Loki was this mysterious, like unsolved mystery. So overall, do you have any more thoughts, any theories, anything else you want to add? No, not really. Okay, yeah. So what would you rate this episode then out of five? And how much are you looking forward to the next one? With this episode, I'll give it a three out of five. Um, I don't think it was necessarily that entertaining. Um, obviously, obviously they have they have to do it. They have to do the explaining episode. So like it, it's an essential part of the show for mm-hmm. an ultimate make sense. You have to have the explain parts so that we can have the action. Right. Um, so the action makes sense, but from an from like an entertainment standpoint, I don't think it was very entertaining. Yeah, for me, I loved it just because I love it's a five out of five for me because I love just time travel stuff. It's right up my alley. And I think they're laying the groundwork and explaining the rules for what will be the next phase of the MCU. This show, I think, of the three so far is the most important um, because of all this time travel stuff. So I'm just really looking forward to seeing what they do next. Um. And I think that's everything. So thank you everyone for listening. Let us know what you thought of this episode. You can leave a comment on the YouTube. We respond to the comments. You can leave an email if you have longer theories, longer thoughts. You can leave a voicemail if it's easier for you to just speak and and elaborate speaking instead of writing. Or the form, you could submit topics or questions or feedback in that like Star Wars Galactic did. So thank you everyone for listening and have a good day.